Um, I believe Amelia is on the way any minute now. But I have a dodgy internet connection. <laughs> so we're going to get started. Tara, welcome. Thank you, Kate, darling. Kate, love magic. Well, the thing is, we are literally sisters. Well, kind of literally, because it's... <laughs> like not actually literally, but just... Well, literally on one level, because she's Amelia Love, and you're Tara Love, and I'm Kate Love. My middle name is Love as well. So we are all love. We all know ourselves as love. <laughs> That's really cool. A love trio. And yeah. all good things come in threes, right? Three's the magic number. Yes. Do you know like the Trinity? And that's not a dodgy sign, by the way. When I'm doing that, I'm not doing the Masonic sign. I'm doing the Holy Trinity, a triangle. Just to be clear. <laughs> I've known a few people actually. Yeah. I actually believe, and I think we're the same on this, and this is why our middle name is love, because I believe that everybody's actual name really who they are is is love just that's it you are love mm. everyone's middle name is love really mm. and wouldn't it be great if everyone in the whole world put their middle name as love mm. well it was sky that gave me the idea because he said if your name is love because my government name is love so every time i write my name i'm putting love into the system yeah absolutely yeah hey, yeah all frequency well I'm called Tara Love because my dad who's Scottish just always calls me Tara Love in his Glaswegian accent and all my friends started copying my dad oh. they were all friends with my dad as you know you were friends with my dad yeah. so that was how that happened and I guess you know Sky being in, in my life as well so big love to Sky. Amelia Love <laughs> I was just saying we are kind of literally sisters because our name is all love my middle name is love and this is Tara love and you're Amelia love so we're the love the love trinity <laughs> yes perfect and um it occurred to me just as we were coming on here this is my first YouTube since since I had COVID but also um since Robert David Steele passed away and so I just wanted to um acknowledge that but it sounds so silly. He told me to put kitchen paper on my light. He, I, used to, I used to do so many. I used to do so many interviews with him. Such an amazing man. So I just wanted to acknowledge that this is literally my first YouTube since then. So. We send some love and blessings to him. I never met him personally, but obviously watched his videos. So let's just send him some love and light. Absolutely, excellent man. Well, while we're doing that, I was thinking we should send some to Magenta as well. Should we do that now as well? Yeah. Beautiful. Hello. This is sowing the seeds of New Earth. I'm very excited to speak with you both because there's so much alignment in your messages and, and what you're putting out. And I'm really excited to get this synergy going. Um, but this has come off the back of my Rise of Divine Feminine series, so I thought that's a good place to start. I don't know who wants to jump in first, but if you'd like to speak about Divine Feminine and what it means to you. Basically, I see 
this as a time where it's a shift in consciousness, right? And that consciousness is about balancing the feminine and the masculine. And it's that that's going to take us out of this period of chaos. But yeah, I'd love to hear from you both how you, how you see it, how you would articulate that. We first wanted to acknowledge how different we all look. I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, look at our, the, the unique energies of the three of us, just from our backgrounds to our clothes to just everything. There's just such unique energy signatures. Um, and I think that in itself shows what divine feminines are. It isn't a one size fits all. It's about self-love. So what's equal between all of us is how much we love ourselves. But look at how different ways that it can be expressed, which is very interesting. I think you should start, Tara. Well, I think you already did, girlfriend. <laughs> um, you know, this topic is hot, isn't it? The, the, and I don't know about balancing the divine masculine and feminine because from my perspective, the universe handles that part because balance is such an intricately fine thing and it can get down to, you know, a millionth of a hair of, balance you know you know like teeny weeny little fractions to get the exact balance I'm a human being you know I don't know if I can do balance I might for a split second and then just screw up for the next hundred years but so I know that the universe has balance divinely in order so I don't have to think about that and worry but what I do desire and feel the work coming in and, and I don't often like to say that love is work because it isn't like love is love. And it's not something I like to put in the in the work category, just like giving birth is not labor is something else. But today I'm like <laughs> today I'm going to say actually it does take a bit of work. It takes showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up, still show up even when you're going, oh, my God, give me a break. <sighs> right, to be in harmony, the divine masculine and divine feminine in me, that I am in harmony with that, because it's already in harmony with me, because it's divinity, and then to be in harmony with my own inner masculine and feminine aspects, and to be in harmony with other masculine and feminine humans, <laughs> animals, not such a big deal, humans, quite quite hard work you know actually and it's been a week of it and especially a day of it like really going okay let's crack this old chestnut let's get through it and I'm totally the same as you Amelia I'm you know just sitting in the bathroom before I came on here going without self-love I don't think we stand a chance that is the foundation that is the start point to understand and to have total self-accountability, self-love, self-responsibility. I love myself the way I want to be loved. I'm sh I show up for myself the way that I need to have someone show up to me. I need to listen to myself the way I want others to. What compassion looks like, what empathy looks like, what, you know, taking care of looks like is my version. And I can't expect, and really it, it backfires to put that expectation on somebody else. So to own it completely. And in my reality, when everybody does that and we because we're like toddlers, we're you know, we're we're trying to do it and it's messy. But as we get more masterful at that self-love. 
I think the, the masculine and feminine naturally come into harmony, come into that balance, because it's already there. It's me just slotting in with it, not something I can figure out. Does that make sense? And when we all, you know, we're, we're mastering together. So there's a lot of compassion and patience and tolerance needed, I think, a lot of understanding, because we're all on this same shit right now of this evolutionary edge, this shift that um, you said in the beginning, Kate, and it is to really understand who am I, what am I all about? And I love myself as I am loved into being by my source creator. And there is no separation. Mm -hmm. And the mastery of that is the epic big deal that is really important. I, th I think that's all we're really doing, perhaps even for the next hundred years trying to work that way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love what you said about no separation. Um, I was taking some notes. My guides were talking to me while you were talking and um, it kind of aligns with some things as well that I was downloading this morning, which was the creation of new earth. A lot of people want to know how this is going to happen. And I'm starting to be shown how it's going to happen. And I'm being shown it like little ants. Basically, we have to make 5D plus choices. It's about us making, if you make lots of 5D choices, you will find yourself in 5D. So that means, let's say you're trying to choose between one partner or another, for example, you know, imagine you're out, you're dating, and there's one who's this and there's one who's that. Which one's the 5D husband? You know, uh, if you're trying to choose between two jobs, which moves me towards more 5D lifestyle. And so the thing is, is that down here on earth in 3D, we have the choice to be in alignment with God, with source creator. We have the choice to do that, but we also have the choice to be in separation from it. And being in separation from it means that that's when the ego and the shadow and everything else starts getting fed. So what choices people are making now, it comes back to what you said about responsibility. Everyone needs to start owning their choices and knowing that moving forward, the way I've been shown it is like a boat. I'm not sure what's happening there, Kate. Carry on, Amelia. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know. I started getting worried when I saw two pictures. I was like, something's not right. <laughs> oh, it's my fault because I tried to turn one off and I turned them both off. So. Oh, bless you. Don't worry. Um, so, yeah, what I'm saying is it's about our choices, but I want people to understand a lot of people think that, again, what you choose to eat when you choose to go to bed, whether you choose to go to the gym, whether you choose to uh, do some coaching, whether you choose to work with somebody, you know, all these things, they seem like such little choices, but they make such a difference. You know, it's like, again, they're like a colony of ants. They built an anthill because they're all doing this one thing together. So it's like focus. And so the way I've been shown it is imagine you were a sailor hundreds of years ago and you had to sail in a certain direction. If you just went two degrees off, you wouldn't reach your destination. Just two degrees. It's like, well, I'm only turning the wheel a little bit. It's like a little bit, like that's enough, that's it. And yet you would imagine you were sailing to Australia. It's not happening because that little two degrees going off in the wrong direction. And so I want everyone to take that ownership of knowing that they will bring themselves into 5D plus. And I always like to say 5D plus because we're going higher than that. Um, and that's, and, and that 
once we own that and we don't feel like we're looking at something outside of us to make it happen, and if we can make the choices that align with that frequency and that we stay in alignment with God's source, not in separation, if we can choose that, then that would be how a person gets there. Because I think a lot of people want to know how we're going to get there. What's it going to look like? All those things. Obviously, I could talk a lot. I, I know I've seen visions of how it's going to look and what we're going to be doing, but it's it's not some sort of fantasy thing now. Like I see these like really unusual shaped buildings and us teaching outside on the grass. And I was shown that as a vision years ago. Well, now I actually have the architect's details and the pricing on the stuff and the land and the things and <laughs> the construction guy that's going to build it. So it's all becoming very real. And so I think that's what it is. Once people can start coming into alignment and making very good choices, um, that is going to move them towards the destination they want to get to. And on my next section, I'll get to more of how to make the better choices, but I think that will do for now. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to get into the, the practicalities bit. But um, I think, you know, one of the commonalities you have in your work is this putting self-love really at the centre of everything. And I would love to really talk about self-love as distinct from narcissism because a lot of people kind of get the two conflated right and I think there's a lot of narcissism around currently uh, which is engineered narcissism I think we've been engineered to kind of you know be in a narcissistic state and I think that's a natural natural way that humans would be if we weren't encouraged to uh, be like that uh, but narcissism to me is really when you're splitting from the shadow, right? And it's a denial of the shadow and it's all look at me and my perfect life and not really integrating the shadow. Whereas self-love is like really just bringing the shadow in and shining the light and, and giving it that love and compassion. So I'd love to yeah, hear from you both how you, how you um, centralize self-love in the work that you do with people. Mm. You know, what you just said there, Kate, where everything is welcome because love doesn't separate. Only our minds separate. So bringing everything in and going back to what you were talking about, Amelia, choice, like I've put in the I love you, me method, which is also being taught to on a practitioner, on a professional level to become self-love coaches as so many different ranges of ways to use it so it's not necessarily an alone thing by the way self-love self-love in relationships self-love in community self-love with everybody right it's a i love you me i love you we thing right so there's no separation there so just to say i love you me doesn't mean me myself and i and i'm the only one that exists even though i kind of am because you know this is a holographic universe and everything is a projection of me and I'm the creator of everything. <laughs> Just like you guys are the creator of you, you're the center of your universe in that respect. So, you know, it's kind of funny, depends what level you talk about it on. But of course, it's a collective. Love is love. Love loves everything. So it's a non-separation. It's non-dualistic. It's holistic. Everything is welcome. And in my I Love You Me method, step two of the seven steps is transformational decision making right like what you were talking about Amelia how to decide something that aligns with your heart that is if you loved yourself enough what would you choose right but thing is a lot of people love is a concept love is an idea love is a checklist love is something that you were taught in Sunday school or something that you've 
got to practice at church or that you've got to do for your family because you you know what I mean it's like there are conditions and concepts and love is all of that and none of that at the same time it's it it's its own thing it's it's I don't know it's, it's the undefinable right so it's not like oh I have an idea of love therefore let me align my choices and decisions with what I think love will look like I mean, that'll get us there eventually through trial and error and contrast. But ultimately, what does it look like when you see yourself and see others and see life through the eyes of unconditional love? And all we can do is practice. And we've got it innately within us since we were tiny babies. The infant in us, the child in us knows how to love unconditionally. The divine in us knows how to love unconditionally. It is our nature. It is our default. So it's a way stripping away, cleaning away. And love is the best tool for cleaning away the layers and the conditioning and all that programming and all that stuff, all the damage, all the healing, all the wounding to, to come back to that love. What I find really fascinating, since you were talking about divine masculine, feminine balancing and in relationships, is like, and I know, you know, just to, in what you were saying about narcissist relationships, I've had my fair share of relationships with people that could psychologically be classified as a narcissist. And I'm the, the sort of more weaker, victimized, yeah. you know, um, expressing quite a degree of patheticism in there, if I'm honest, my weakness, my ungroundedness, my inability to hold myself so that's the universe balancing narcissist versus you know weak pathetic me that's the way that the universe balances it it pulls us together to create balance but if i'm looking at either aspect the weak or the narcissist or whatever it is through my heart through love how do i come into unconditional love union with both and everything in between rather than saying narcissist victim i'm going to choose to you know obviously come out of victim but stay away from narcissists like hold on a minute i attracted that i created that reality because i needed to wake up i needed to see something i needed to learn accountability i needed to learn self-love i am not going to persecute the best teacher for doing that and love would not separate only my mind so I think it's quite something to go, hold on a minute. How am I judging love and perceiving it from my head? If I love myself, I wouldn't hang out with a narcissist, for example. Or if I love with myself, how can I see that as a reflection? How can I own those triggers, those wounds in me that that brings up and not judge that person, but love them for showing me what I need, where I most need that love? Mm. And that person... We could label them narcissists. We could label them whatever we want to label them, right? Not best boyfriend, you know. <laughs> I don't know if my partner's 5D, you know, choice. I don't know. But I love him unconditionally. And he's the best reflector of me. He's the most powerful reflector of me. And I learned the most with him. And as I shift and learn and come into harmony with my being, more and more, so does he. Because it's a... It's a symbiotic relationship with the two peas in the pod. You know, we affect each other's reality. It's something else. It's really beyond the mind. It's really from here. And that is new earth for me. 
that is that it's all about love and and we're we're learning what that really looks like in on the ground you know <laughs> absolutely i i would say he is your 5d husband because as you are as you are going up you're going up together so as you if you're going up then he is and I think, you know, um, I like what you were saying about um, it being our default. That was something that came in from my angels as well. A few seconds before you said it, they were like, oh, uh, all we need to do is just remove all the gunk. Uh, it, love is our natural state. Like, that's what we are. We are love. The difference is, is that we've managed to clean ourselves off a bit more than a lot of other people. And we're showing other people how to clean themselves off. I actually have a children's book that I'm going to do about this called The Mud People. And it's it's about this idea of literally people have got a load of, they're carrying a load of crud around. If you rinse it all off, you become just love. You don't have to wake up, oh, I'm going to be loving today. You just are. That's just what you do, you know. Um, I got quite a few notes here. I received a download, as you said, about the narcissist. So... What I've known to be the case is often, particularly with men, if they were abandoned by their mother, they can have this sort of narcissistic tendency. Now, what came in for me, though, was how many of us went to school and were separated from our mothers when we were young and we weren't really happy about it. So maybe that actual separation that happens, this encouragement, you know, for the mums to work and for us to go to nursery school and do the separation thing, maybe that innately was to create a narcissistic society. So that was just something that came in that was quite interesting that I hadn't thought of before. Um, and then also with love, we've been taught that it's something you give, you give, you give, which is true. But you have to give it, give it inwards so that you can then give it outwards like an overflowing cup. And I think that's where a lot of women have missed the, the mark. They think that love is, I'm giving, I'm giving all this love, I'm giving, giving, giving. But that if you don't give it inwards first, then you make the wrong choices of where you give it out. And again, we've all said, we've all had experiences with narcissists. And yes, that was our greatest teacher because we can now decide, I don't want that anymore. I want something different. You know, I spoke to somebody the other day and they said, I'm looking for someone who's selfless. I said, that's excellent. As long as they, are, they have very, very high levels of self-love, selfless is great. But if it's selfless, as in, you know, for it to be, to actually, you know, damage that person. It's going to damage them in being, giving so much self, you know what I'm saying? Or, or not giving themselves and just giving to you. That could be harmful. So that's something to like look out for because so many women um, of my clients, what I come across is that, you know, they're just trying to fix everyone and help everyone and serve everybody all the time and not giving enough to themselves. But the thing is, is that when you, behave in that way uh, it's really like martyrdom because eventually what's going to happen is you're going to burn out and then these people that you've been doing everything for are then going to have to look after you and they're going to be really rubbish at it because you've been doing everything so you haven't taught them how to do stuff you know if you're not taught teaching your, your children how to cook and clean the house then how are they going to cook and clean the house if you're bedridden because you're exhausted because you've done yourself in you know so it's time for people to start making sure that they that the, the balance exists correctly in the house so that they are not making themselves the center of everything where it can't work without them you know I think that would be something that people may find helpful as a tip um let's see what else I have here um I think again it's just it's just like what we're saying it's a, it's about the choices it's about the choices we have to what I wanted to say about 
kind of getting in touch with like shadow and that sort of thing. I have a different kind of stance on shadow, darkness, all those things. Um, and it really depends on who I'm, who I'm talking to and what their level of healing is. So if I'm talking with some ladies that have done a lot of healing like yourselves, if we were in a room, I'd be like, well, the darkness basically works for the light because it's all one thing. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, though, if I'm start, if I'm talking to someone who's trying to get out of toxic relationships and trying to find their way out of, you know, really bad inner self-talk, all that stuff, first thing I do is actually put the ego in the shadow over there. We're not all loving it and coddling it for a minute. We're going to put it over there for a minute. The same way that a chef made, you know, when you're cooking a cake, you put the batter in, you whip it up, you put that in the oven. Then when it's cooled, you put the icing on top. You don't put the icing in at the beginning, whip it all up and throw it all in the oven and hope it just works out, you know? So I like to, depending on where someone's at in their healing, to actually be able to identify and separate yourself from the shadow aspect, understanding where it came from, what feeds it, how to put it to sleep, uh, how, to, how to love your past so that you no longer bring your negative things that have happened in the past into your present, all that sort of stuff. I find that very helpful. So often when I hear people talking about, you know, loving the ego, loving the shadow, I think that for the ladies that are at that stage where they still have quite significant healing to do, or even just 10%, doesn't even need to be that much. If you're still at this stage where you have some healing to do, I, I find just putting it over there for a minute and, and, and identifying it, explaining it, and knowing that it's always gonna be a part of you. It's like a backpack that you're gonna be wearing. You can't take it off, it's with you. So eventually you can, you, can, you can get used to it being there and be cool with it. But I like to take the bag off and have a look at it for a minute and let them know exactly what it is that they're dealing with. So I think that's important when people are like, oh, there's no darkness and da 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 da, da. And like I said, you know, I think it really depends on where you are in your healing journey. Do you want to respond to that, Sarah? I'm just taking it in. I'm curious what I you think. Are. You have something. I was, I was going to say. I think you have something to tell us, Kate. Oh well. Uh, no, I mean, I think basically what you're saying is different perspectives on the same thing. So that's why it's interesting, and it's kind of like you're saying is like how look at our colours and look at how you know how. Um, what's the word distinct we all are it's like we all come from the same framework of understanding and yet we have distinct ways of explaining it and we're all basically explaining the same thing but in in different ways but in the same way <laughs> which is amazing <laughs> well it's also to appeal to different aspects of the divine feminine on the planet if we were all singing from the same hymn sheet and in the same key and doing everything the same we're not ready for that yet. That's where we get to later, later. But now we need to all be focusing on different sections of society, different needs, different things that people need, because that's why there's so many of us down here, because we're all here for different people and to, to look, you know, a lot of my clients are here to run the healing centers. I identify exactly which one, what they're doing, how's it going to run, what's going on, all of this stuff. And again, you know, some of them are here to, um, you know, help rehabilitate farmers, others for abused children, others for veterans, you know, and that's the difference. We're all, we have to be inclusive so that we can heal the whole planet. So it's, it's just really interesting. It's kind of like a choir, I think. So we're singing different notes, but then it's all in harmony. So it makes the same song. 
<laughs> and it sounds beautiful. <laughs> Exactly. I was just going to say there's nuances in it as well. There's the spectrums every which way of looking and understanding and perceiving things. And I, you know, I but totally have faith and trust that whoever is watching this live or what's watches the replay, we're going to somehow say the thing that that person needs to have validated or confirmed for them. And uh, it's all good. I think it's all good. And plus what you were saying about um, shadow as well, that's a huge part in my world of, of self-love is to have the courage and the honesty and the presence to show up to what's not been working out mm-hmm. rather than continuing to chuck it behind me. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to look at that. That means I haven't grown up enough yet or I haven't got enough distance to get perspective yet. Mm. When I've got enough distance, I can turn around and go right past or right shadow, right part of me that I wasn't ready to see right now, I'm ready. And I'm ready to love you. But first, before that love comes in, there are conditions of love in a funny way. And even though I'm saying unconditional, but it's like I experienced that condition for love is humility. And in a state of humility, when I'm in humility, that love presence can flood through. If I'm not in humility because I'm stressed, I'm out of alignment, I'm upset, I'm traumatized, that's not the right condition for me to come to love or for for me to receive love, for me to receive the awakening, the realization that the love brings. There's a journey towards it and it's a humbling journey. And it's a really courageous journey and a really transparent, you know, it, it, it changes who you think you are up here. It will change your self-identity because you'll realize that's not who I am. And going to see anything that's shadow or dark, that, requ- that requires such courage. I just want to say hallelujah and well done to everybody that does that. And then when you see in the darkness what's really in the darkness, not what we imagine or fear or dread, but when we really see what's in the darkness, and you called it that backpack, when we really look in that backpack, it's usually just a little us, a little mini me that's just really traumatized, not seen, not heard, not validated, lost, alone, not loved. And so, and it's a beautiful journey to reclaiming that part of ourselves so anything shadow anything darkness that's been hidden is just because it's not yet in love and it will be it is part of the journey and and just go for it like there's at this point there's nothing to lose (laughs) there's nowhere else to go but in and there's nowhere else to go but facing that which we've all all humanity has denied and run away from for tens hundreds thousands maybe more tens of thousands of years in our history that we have denied. And it is time. I mean, you can't ignore it now. It's in your face. It's like, look at this stuff that we've tried to ignore. That's all of our collective shadow stuff. And let's do it together. And let's support each other to do it together. Does not have to be alone. It's not a competition. I don't, I'm not really a, a big fan of, you know, I know we are on different level you know levels if you like or different aspects of journey and you've mastered one thing and Kate's mastered another but it's like 
when we all and this is what I why I love what you were saying it's like we we bring the we bring the variety because when we all chip in and bring our strengths and bear our weaknesses together it's going to make it a lot more fun we can make a lot of light work of this dark shit <laughs> essentially absolutely absolutely yeah no I agree with you completely it is it's, it's very interesting that's kind of my area and I know I started with self-love but my area is is the ego um that just understanding it so much and then literally holding people's hand through the process of taking its food away so it passes out but knowing that it might wake up at any time, if you're tired, sick or hungry, it'll wake up and it's not going anywhere. We're not killing it. When people think they've killed it, they're in deep trouble because it means it's fully in control. Um, <laughs> so, so it's about, you know, us understanding. And you're right. There's nowhere to go now. It, it, it really is like we have to heal. The only way out is through. And you will have to go through it. The difference is, is that there are people like ourselves that remembered a little bit sooner or earlier that can act as guides through the process. And it's just like if you're crossing the Sahara Desert, you are welcome to do that on your own. Welcome. But if there's a friendly guide that you can actually just follow along who does it three times a day, you might want to probably tag along with him. Just saying. We have Samuel waiting. <laughs> Because, because the thing is, is that, you know, it's like, yeah, it took me 15 years, over a thousand books, 20,000 hours of study. It wasn't an easy well, thing. It's lifetimes, isn't it? It's yeah. Oh, and lifetimes. I did actually put that on an email that I wrote yesterday. It's, I mean, it's been a while. Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, this has to happen now. We have to do this because, again, this 5D plus thing, it's coming. It's coming. But but not everybody has to come. You have to make the choice that you want to do this, that you want to live in love, that you want to purify, but purifying meaning actually facing your demons. You know, in my earlier learnings, one of the first things I got was that pe most people would rather die than face their demons. Actually true. Most people would rather die. And yet, just like what you said, when you actually face them, they actually look like Casper the ghost. They're like this little thing with a little sheet on them. And it's like, there was you thinking it was terrifying. And it's not. It's just, that's why I understand how the ego works. Now, a tip I wanted to give today about the ego, because basically within your mind, you're the silent observer and you have the higher self. And this is more for the audience, as I know you guys know this stuff, but you're the silent observer and you have the higher self, which is your, which is your connection to God's source creator. And then you have the shadow, the ego, whatever words you want to use in a critic. And you're actually the silent observer. So all of the decisions you're making all the time, you've got these two navigation systems running in your head. One's trying to, trying to bring you into absolute alignment, happiness, peace, health, abundance all the good things and one is trying to destroy you it, and, and it doesn't even know and this is where I said my opinion on it's a little bit strong but it works because once we once you understand once you can go in and face it as an enemy and realize it's not actually that scary it makes quite a difference mm -hmm. so when you have when you understand that this is what's going on inside whenever you're trying to make a decision the two of them are giving you advice the only thing is the higher self whispers it's kind of gentle and whereas the 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 voice of the ego is very loud and passionate and it's really logical and it has the same IQ as you and it knows everything you've ever experienced and it'll flash up pictures of people that have done you wrong to try and make you think that someone else is that person and does all kinds of clever, clever things. So my tip is this, write 
down your thoughts. When, some, when you are hearing something, write it down so that you can actually look at it. And it will help you to identify whether this is coming from a place of love or fear, whether this is coming from uh, the shadow aspect that's trying to draw energy by getting you to feel a negative emotion. That's what it does. Just like how the things in the multi-dimensions above us are, are driving loose, loose off of the planet, that's how this thing operates within you too. It operates by getting you to feel a negative emotion. And so sometimes again it's so clever that it might seem like it's being logical well you should just give up your job and go there and you know because that would make sense or whatever but if you go down that route you write it down and you realize that the ending of that is a lot of pain then you know that it was coming from shadow that was trying to guide you towards the pain so writing down your thoughts and i don't mean um just writing everything all the time i mean taking the time to be like if you're not sure whether this is coming from a good place or, you know, whether it's coming from creator or whether it's coming from separation, write it down and it will just become a little bit clearer. Obviously, again, there's work to do. This in itself is not going to heal all your problems and solve everything. But I wanted to give this tip because literally seeing the words of the thoughts, it takes some of the ego's power away because its power goes through the words and the visions that it flashes up. It flashes up, oh, this person's treating you like that person at school. This person's treating you like blah, 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 or anything like that, which is why a lot of women, you know, if they've been hurt in previous partnerships, they go into the next relationship ready for war. And the poor guy's like, I'm just trying to love you over here. Like, you know, and then on the other hand, she may be heading towards people that are just trying to hurt. She, oh, this feels familiar, you know? So again, just writing out your thoughts, and understanding that everything in there isn't you. You're actually the observer. So if you know that everything that happens in there is either of God or of, of separation from God, your job is to figure out when you write down the thoughts, which one did it come from? <laughs> well, you can do it on video as well. You can look in your phone and talk to yourself and then you realize like, why am I saying that? <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> Obviously, if, they, if those videos get out there, you might look like a complete <laughs> crazy person. But, you know, that's what we do for a living. We look like crazy people. <laughs> okay, so I've got a really good question. So we've kind of been talking about heart chakra. I want to move into throat chakra. So one of the things I think about the past 20 months, whatever it is now, is so you've got you've got the people who are following the mainstream narrative and then you've got the, let's call them the conspiracy theorists who are fully buying the dark agendas narrative or talking about the dark agendas narrative. And then you've got people like ourselves that are saying, well, we can see that narrative, but we want to choose another narrative and we're putting our energy here, which you know, we're calling New Earth 5D Ascension, however you want to label it. But we're the kind of smallest group right, of, of um, people speaking, but it's like, a, um, it's, it's, I think it's very, it's, it's a very delicate space to negotiate, right? Because you don't want to, uh, you want to bring everyone with you, right? I have a lot of friends who are following the mainstream narrative and I still have hopes and prayers that they will um, shift in their perspective. And I have a lot of friends who follow the conspiracy theory narrative. And when I have conversations with them, I can get them to kind of go, oh, yeah, no, I get what you mean. 
but then you know they'll get down that rabbit hole again and they'll get more into the doom and gloom so it's it's very um it's it takes a lot of again maybe self-love self-awareness to be able to speak truth speak truth to power and and in doing that not alienate people and i was really interested i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet amelia but i will do at some point where you did a live recently and one of the things you said you were going to be talking about is that neutrality is i forget how you framed it is a trauma it's like a a child-based trauma wound yeah So, so i guess that's the fourth group of people that i haven't mentioned where i know a lot of people who are awake to what's going on and they don't speak out i know a lot of people because i'm from the health world i know a lot of people in this world who are nutritionists or yoga teachers or whatever and they're not they're not speaking out and I feel like, why well, if all these people, you know, some of them have small followings, some of them have large followings, but they all have followings, you know, they're all influential in their own worlds. And if they were all trying to share more information around what their perspective is rather than staying quiet, I feel like, you know, that would really help hasten things on. And I think it's an interesting thing to talk about is how do we talk about everything that's happening from that place of love and with a with a clear throat chakra so we can speak and be heard and not um yeah not start being divisive or um you know come across as judgmental in any way i do have a diagram that's coming to my head that might help so basically what i'm seeing is imagine like a line and at this end is true fear this end is true love True fear would be like, and then there's numbers three, four, five. So we have three, true fear, which are those that are hypnotized. They're hypnotized through the true fear that's running through their veins. The next group, uh, moving towards uh, true love, but true love is also true truth. So what's happened is they've now gone from hypnotized into the conspiracy theorists that are now seeking truth, but they still contain fear. So on another level of this, another level of this diagram. So what happens is their motivation to find out the truth is coming from a place of fear and survival. So again, very low chakra, root chakra down here. Um, And then uh, after that, we have an interesting group, which I'm being told either upper four four or fifth in denial, whichever whichever one you think. And they are upper fourth where they think that they're fifth because they do all this spiritual stuff and they know all this spiritual thing. But in reality, they're still fearful because they're not using their voice. They're not speaking out. Um, they are um, doing uh, spiritual bypassing. I don't want to look at that. That's negative darkness. Oh, I'm not doing that. And you're like this, you know. And the, 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 the thing with that is, again, they're the ones that are so scared of conflict that they are neutral in every situation. But you see loyalty and strength is our powers. We're an army. We're God's army. We're here to change the planet. We need to be strong as fuck. Like we can't be, oh, well, I see both sides of the story. La, la, la. If you do that, you know, about these like, you know, pedophiles hurting children, you see both sides of the story, yeah? For real? You see what I'm saying? But the thing is, is it's become indoctrinated into us. 
When two friends fall out, oh, let's see both sides and be neutral. No, one of them's right, one of them's wrong. Figure it out. Tell the one that's wrong where they're wrong. Tell the one that's right, give them some support because they're probably being a victim of somebody else being in their inner demons and attacking them. So, you know, so it's about us actually having a bit of balls, a bit of backbone, because that's what's been missing from the angelic lightworker community is some actual strength. And obviously the alpha men and everything have all been being knocked down and everything. So you can see how it kind of all fits together. But yeah, that diagram, I think, explains what you were saying. And then obviously at the end there, we have the spiritual troopers like ourselves, like Laura Eisenhower, like all, all a lot of all my other friends, you know, basically we are, we're, we're spiritual troopers. So we're basically, we understand that we're seeking truth from a place of love. And so that's the scale. So it's where they are on their scale. And maybe that fits with how, how far people are along with their healing journey. Fair enough. I, I think that reminds me of like the four stages of awakening as well. Yeah. And, you know, maybe some people say three, some people say five, you know, it, whatever it is, it's stages going from, from trauma to awakening. Yeah. And let's face it. I mean, find one single human being on this planet that isn't traumatized in some way from their ancestral conditioning, from their childhood in some way, there is trauma. And, and if you're not in trauma, then you would be a very uh, empathic being and then you'd be feeling everybody else's trauma, which should be quite traumatizing, yeah. right? Because <laughs> um, you're on a planet with you know billions of people in trauma, that is traumatizing. And I think it's really helpful, the scale that you've given. It's really clear. It's like points. And I think a lot of people will totally relate to that. And so you give a, a touchstone for people to go, OK, yeah, I can relate to that. I have to say that for myself personally, I don't experience it in that way. I can totally relate to it and go, there is total value in that. Um, and I can and I agree with you. I could, you know, those categories are there like we can chop anything up any which way right and chop people up and two types of people five types of people yes we can we can do that and it's relevant however i think if i'm really speaking my truth like my real underneath all the layers what's there is just it, there's something about being present with what is inside of you or inside of me i'll speak for myself at any point and feeling what wants to express and being, like I said, brave enough to allow that out. And maybe nobody listens to that video or 20 people listen to that video. Maybe no one likes it, but I've expressed it. And there's something about the clearing the, you know, like, like Kate said, I've even done a video just of myself that I never put out there because I need to get stuff out and I don't even know what's there until I start speaking it. Or like you with your downloads, you know, we hear something, we feel something. When we just show up and be present, you know, like we are together right now, something comes through, something comes out. And to be real with oneself, as honest as you can be with yourself, Therefore, being as honest as you can be with another, to me, is love. It's self-love, embodied, actualized, and then for that love being given to others. I'm going to be real with you. 
whatever your belief is, whatever your perception is, whatever you think is real and true, um, just to have the, the honesty, the humility, the bravery, the realness, just to speak your truth. And when, when we find someone that we, that we match with, that's fantastic. But in all in all, we're, we, I think we are all of us, you know, with this whole, you know, uh, with all these different movements and all these different groups, one really cool thing is, in my opinion, is that more people are speaking out more than ever before. I mean, there is so much content out there, right? So people are, and it's a journey, like in your expression of to get to your truth, to get to your genuine, to get to what, so just to almost like turn the tap on, start expressing. And the, the longer you let that water run, all the old stuff from the old pipes that's been unexpressed and backed up for a long time will all run out first and it's not going to be the best it's not going to be perfect but you keep that tap running you keep your genuine self-expression presence flowing and in communion with others it's all great you know being yourself your real self behind closed doors it's another thing being your real self on youtube live you know <laughs> And going, this, this is the reality. This Let's all practice showing up and being real. And the more we do it, the more we master it. And yeah, we're going to have all the different colors and all the different flavors and all the good and all the bad and all the yuck coming through. We are. But that's part of purification. That's part of coming back to our senses. That's part of cleaning the dirt off, like you said, cleaning off the mud babies to come back to the divine and the innocent that we actually are so i'm like let's bring it all bring it all like <laughs> all comes out in the wash absolutely <laughs> so with with your question kate when you're saying though that there's some people in your life that um are not awakened yet and you still have hope for them and, and referring to the different groups that you talked about what came up for me was who's your gang and the reason that came up was that um it's twofold really um a lot of the time when women work with me, they, they their friend circle changes. And as they release toxic people and then new people come in that are of a high frequency, things like that, your gang really does dictate a lot who, who you put your energy into, who you're around, who you talk to. And knowing that it's okay to release people, it doesn't matter if you've been their friend for 15 years. If after you've been around them, you feel drained and it's toxic and it's really just not working anymore, it's okay to let people go. On the other hand, for the for the people you mentioned, Kate, what I'm hearing though is what was interesting about the diagram is that it was uh, you know true fear at the top and then true love at the bottom, but again the true truth. So basically, maybe if you're trying to move someone along the scale and getting them awake to maybe the conspiracy stuff, and that's not working, maybe get them awake to the self love stuff, and then that might help ease them along to then have less fear to then move along that line to then be able to move more towards truth. And then vice versa, if they're not doing the self-love stuff, move them towards the truth. And then maybe you can, do you know what I mean? Because as long as they're moving along the scale from true fear to true love, um, then they are progressing in some way. And then at the same time, you know, we have uh, free will to fuck up. And that's a that's the reality. You know, we can be in alignment with God, but we have free will to fuck up and people are using it and they're allowed to use it. And we can't stop people from using it. And we have to accept people using it. And so when we when we witness that, 
sometimes we have to let people's you know pain is a great teacher especially in the early days in the early days that's why people chose such difficult families and difficult situations to incarnate into was because that they knew that that pain would wake them up for this moment now so that they'd be ready you know so pain is sometimes a great teacher once once you've learned from a lot of your pain you don't always have to go through pain to experience the next lesson it does get a bit easier in that way um but yeah so i just thought that might help with your question though about these people that are different spaces if it's and i i do say to people though with the conspiracy stuff or or the fact fact truth fact stuff as i like to say um it's like when somebody is thirsty and you hand them some water they'll they'll say thank you and they take the lid off and they're oh, thank you so much if someone's not thirsty and you hand them a fire hose and throw it in their mouth, they might not be that impressed. So the thing is, is that sometimes people are not ready. So that's why I'm saying maybe take them in the complete other direction for a while and just maybe ease some childhood wounds, talk about their mother, see what's going on with, you know, what did what did mum, you know, what did you never get from your mother? What did you never get from your father? Let's address that. Let's see what you're seeking now. You know, all those things and start to actually, you know, and then, a great tip is for people to know the day you become an adult is the day you realize your parents are just people. So many people look at their parents through this like special filter, almost like little chickens, how they run around and they go, they follow anything that they think is mummy. They're like, mummy, mummy, mummy. But, you know, they follow a goat or something if their mum goes somewhere. They're like, oh, mummy, mummy, mummy. So then everything is mummy. So what happens is in their adult life, when they think of their mother, they're not thinking of her as a woman that was like a teenager when she gave birth or she was like 21. What do 21 year olds know? You know, it's like you have to be able to see her as a woman who's, you know, been disappointed, had her heart broken, stubbed a toe, you know, burnt some food and done. You know what I'm saying? Regular, normal things, because people are holding their parents on these pedestals of, well, they're not perfect because they're marking them up against 10. And they're like, but then they're not perfect because of this. And it's like, have a look at their childhood. Was their childhood perfect? How the hell were they meant to learn how to give you a perfect childhood? If they gave you a better one than they had, then they're a fucking genius and they're amazing and they adore you. So this is all these different things, because a lot of the shadow is fed from parental stuff. So just having a reality check of your parent, whatever their first name is in real life, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's Susan or, or, you know, Sarah or whatever your mom's name is and thinking of as a person and saying for dad, this can actually help to remove quite a bit of gunk. Cause in my, in my experience, um, 65, 70% of the gunk is normally on one or other parent. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. You know, and and let's face it, we know, us three, and also plenty of other people out there know, and many people suspect, that the most powerful force in this universe is unconditional love. So I feel like that's the actual trump card, which is, you know, Some people think Donald Trump is the trump card. (laughs) Some people think you is the trump card. Or some people think that the the needle in the arm is the trump card. That's going to save the day. Some people think Big J, Jesus Christ, is going to come and save the day. You know, people, lots of people, I think everybody's got, you know, somebody that they think some external force is going to save the day. 
right? Whichever part, you know, on that on that scale. And there's I know and see a lot of people sharing truth, but I there's there's degrees, right? There's like you said, you can be a, a, a degree off. And you keep going, it's like, oh, I don't know if that really is the truth, because there's a great big gap up there, actually, down here, a tiny one, but up there, a big one, and it is significant. So let's just suspend that and go, okay. But unconditional love, even Einstein, right, the most intelligent, the, the genius box on this planet, he knew that unconditional love is the greatest force in this universe, or just love. We only need to put the prefix unconditional because we've experienced conditional love and that's what we think love is and it isn't right so there's that love that innate that innocent that child that wise that higher self that divine that source love that we are that trumps everything that again takes us out of the categorization and go what if as I love all these different aspects of myself, the conspiracy in me, the one that just wants to do as I'm told and get along with it and get through this, the one that, you know, whatever, that's all reflections of us at the end of the day. All reflections of the same whole. We're one human body, one human species reflecting different aspects. What if I can be in my true power, own my true power that's given to me that I'm blessed with, and less judging, less categorizing, more compassion, more empathy, breathing, feeling someone, yeah, you're going through something. And, and if like how I really believe that a wonderful way to communicate with any different kind of person is just to breathe with them, be present with them, feel them, and reflect that, I really see you, I really feel you. And to ask questions, find out what else is going on. Oh, I'm so sorry, I love you. Please forgive me, that's going on in your life. What do you need? What's your truth? Come home to the truth. I love you. And that cuts through in my world, in my reality, that cuts through everything. That cuts all those layers away pretty fast and go, Actually, you know, I just want peace. Actually, I just want to be loved. Actually, I just want to not feel alone. I want to I want to find my tribe. I want to belong. I want to be my beautiful, amazing self. I want to fulfill my life. I, you know, we all want the same things. We all want peace. So if we come from a place of peace and speak to people from a place of peace and that love, then I think that's what we will get back. I mean, we can try, right? We can try and see if that works. <laughs> I reckon that's going to work. I think we can. I think at the same time, though, again, it's it's really important because I find that people don't have enough compassion for self. You know, start, right? It's the best place to yeah. start. Yeah. yeah, it really is. I feel like it's everything because until you've healed yourself, there's no point trying to get out there and heal others. And then again, we are in 3D they have freedom to fuck up. So you have to allow them at the same time. Like it's not our job to save everyone. A lot of us think we're down here to save everyone. We're not, we're here to show the way and be a, a representation of this is how we do it. Like, you know, and this, this is how we do it. And I'm here to love you and accept you, but not everyone has to do what we're doing. Not everyone has to face their demons. You know, it'd be great, but not everyone is going to necessarily. So us being in acceptance of their journey, being their journey, I guess, sometimes as well. Um, I have great faith, like I said, that the future is going to be amazing. 
Um, I feel that we are going to create a world where basically as we move into this part of the galaxy anyway, the, the, the light that's coming down from central sun is really going to assist us. Um, but as people release and shed the baggage, it's just like a hot air balloon. You just will start going higher the less baggage you have. And once you have no baggage, you'll be unstoppable and you just keep going up, up, up. So this is where we're going, guys. We are going in a positive direction. But please understand you do have these two navigation systems and doing the inner work, doing the shadow work, you can turn that one down, the one that's trying to guide you off track. And it is possible and it's doable and it's been figured out by some people like ourselves how to do it. So do seek out getting that work done because then you have this guidance system that's going to guide you to make the right choices. And as we've said, the right choices will really end up end up basically the next 18 months to three years, your experience of it will be based upon those choices. Mm -hmm. So um, while other people are in the conspiracy stuff and they're going really into the fear stuff, like I said, I'm, I'm focusing on the actual building, the physical building of this new earth, what it's going to look like and creating it. And what's going to happen is there's going to be this weird transitional, trans or sectional area where basically we're building healing centers while at the same time, maybe the, the, the enemy that were hiding in dugout thingies, we're in these healing centers and maybe, maybe that we're there. And it's like, and then eventually they become healing centers, but maybe they actually become kind of survival centers for a minute. But does that make sense? So it's kind of like, but we're just building a healing center. Like we just have cows because we want the children to be able to stroke the cows. Like are in, what, what's guiding us is guiding us to build, you know, off grid, healthy places where humans will be really fulfilled and really, really heal. That's what the focus is. But there's going to be this weird section where those that are drawn to just buying land and starting a farm that's just what they feel like doing they're not doing it out of fear like panic they're doing it because that's what their their, their their heart is guiding towards and that's why i was saying that the heart decisions that you make now mm -hmm. is going to change how everything ends up mm -hmm. are you okay there kate she's still here oh can i ask you yeah i don't know what's going on with my wi-fi but Sorry, Tara. <laughs> right, okay. What did you so, say? Amelia, you were just saying about um, more light on the planet with central sun. I get a lot of stuff about that too. So I'd love to hear what a little bit more about that. So I'm not this again, my area is ego. So I'm like, like literally, you know, in England, obviously you 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 both the English. I'm not in England, I'm in America, but um, you know, like the, the mask, what's it, what's that show called where you have the questions? And like you have like, and you're the um, you're an expert on one thing, and they ask you, and you sit in the black chair. The show mastermind. in England, yeah, mastermind. So we don't have that out here. No. Basically, my my mastermind subject is the ego. But I can say that basically every twenty six thousand years we do a cycle, and um, and of this cycle that we do, we're coming to the end of the cycle. So we are in the darkest days right now. But that's because we're about to go into the lightest, lightest days, and so. What's happening is as we're going in the darkest days, we're getting closer to the part of the cycle where this huge light is going to be coming down on Earth. And so we're starting to get some of that through and it's activating DNA. It's um, doing all kinds of amazing things. But we, we're, every day we're going closer and further into it. Now, I can't tell you in terms of like days, weeks, months, years, but I can tell you my feeling is that the whole world will be different three years from now. 
that in seven years, there'll be tiny little remnants of some of the old stuff, particularly in England because of it being the belly of the beast. Um, but there'll be tiny remnants, but we are literally in seven years and then we're, we're done, like we're done. So basically darkness is getting lifted off the planet by the light workers that have incarnated down here, the warrior God's army team, who's your gang, us. Um, then, um, and then at the same time, the light is coming in as well. So it's really important to get sunlight uh, particularly in the morning, it like act, it's activating stuff. The sunlight is really, really important. Um, and that's why they're trying to block the sun and do all the things and put all the stuff in the sky and all that stuff. So um, I don't know, does that answer your question, Charlie? Yeah, no, I was just, I just love that topic and I love to hear what other people pick up on it and what they say about it. So I love that you, I love that you shared it. I, I get really excited about this kind of stuff. Um, because oh, I've been it's a bit like because I know Kate and I we've talked a lot about birth and you know part another analogy for the shift that we're going through is the rebirth of humanity right or our birthing of the new earth the birthing of the the sovereign self the fifth dimensional activation light body all that stuff and I, they're all great names I, I think it's all good um and my it's a bit like it's a bit like being in a virtual reality pod, you know, like a simulator pod and everything that we've been experiencing for thousands of years that we think is actual reality and what we term as God and what we term as goddess and what we relate to as earth and what we relate to as even our sun in the sky is the is a very there's a lot of limitation on our experience of that. And there's a lot of limitation on our sensory range for most people, for almost everybody. And it's like... My angels are just, sorry to interrupt, but it's just so funny what my angels just said. They said hearing and sight, and you just said sensory range. <laughs> well, exactly. No, that's exactly it. Because it's a bit like you're in your, you're in your virtual reality machine, your simulator, learning to fly an aeroplane, and you've crashed and burned, and you're like, oh, my God, it's over. And you've got the sun in the virtual reality simulator and you've got the earth in your aeroplane experience and you think that's reality this is our collective experience we it's like we've been experiencing a version of reality in a simulator machine and now we're stepping out there's a whole bunch of us that have already stepped out and we're just like come on guys you you know it's like letting the, the caged bird out of the, the cage and you open the door and some people don't want to leave the cage because it's become so comfortable Yes. Some people don't want to leave the simulation because even though they don't like it and they're suffering and they're in pain and God knows what's going on with their body and their mind and their mental health and their relationship, whatever, and the world, it's still like it still feels more comfortable to stay in that because they've been conditioned by that simulation. However, the door is open. It's been open for quite a while. You can get out of the simulation. You can step out and you can see the the light is different now the earth is different her frequency she's coming she's out of the shadow you can feel her getting stronger constantly her manifestation her her actualization of her her true being out of that simulation out of the shadow is incredible it's becoming stronger day by day the same with our relationship with the sun or the divine masculine it's like it's more tangible it's 
it's just different. It's like facing, it's like, it's like meeting your parents once you're outside of the womb. It's different to your relationship with your parents inside of the womb. You know what I mean? It's like limited when you're in the womb and you think that's it. And when you're born, oh my God, there's dad, there's mom. And your, your senses are more awake. It's more tangible. It's more present. And that's, that's the shift. That's the difference. If that makes any sense using those analogies. And you're absolutely right. It gives me goose pimples because you're in the midst of it and it is happening. And yes, for some, it's more years away and there's an increase of, of that actualization. And yet it's kind of also, you know, it, it's not an overnight thing. It's like a season, isn't it? It comes in. It's going to fade. It's, yeah, exactly. It's going to fade. Like, it's like in America, sometimes like where I am, you can have it. It'll be like cold where you need gloves in the morning and then you're sunbathing on your patio in the afternoon. It's just weird. Um, but yeah, but gradually it's getting colder. Um, I just saw the time. I do. I do have to go shortly, guys. But um, it was interesting to me when you just said about the, the, the what was it you said the sense, the senses, because my angel said hearing and sight and they wanted to say that if you imagine on earth, there's uh, different levels of hearing and sight. So for example, some people wear glasses, some people don't, you know, there's people very sadly that are completely blind. There's other people who have 20-20 vision. Now we might want everyone to have 20-20 vision, but right now we have to accept that some, there's a range. It's, it's, it's a fact, like we can't, we can't argue it away. Some people can see better than others. Hearing, some people can hear better than others. Now, once we get into 5D plus and we have the med beds and all the things, everyone will see perfectly, everyone will hear perfectly. We will get to that. But right now we have a world full of people with different levels of hearing and of sight. Now, if you look at spiritual hearing, that's a whole different thing again, because we all know you can talk to someone and they're busy listening to their internal chatter, not knowing that it's their ego. Their ego is keeping them really, really occupied. Uh, and they're just going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, and they're not really listening. So you're, I guess the one thing I'd like to like leave on in terms of advice for me is learn to become the most amazing listener. And the way to practice is listen to people you don't want to listen to. Ask the lady in the supermarket exactly what she's been up to the last week and listen to everything she's saying. You know, talk to the the the, the neighbor, the little old man that wants to talk about stuff and listen. Give him, give him 30 minutes. Listen to everything. Listen, 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 because by listening, it brings you into the present and your ego can't get in when you're fully presently listening. Um so I think that's what it is. We're dealing with a world full of people in varying levels and there's no point, and it's not a superiority thing saying, well, I might have better eyesight. It's just the reality right now. At the same time, we are moving to a place where eventually we will all have all of those things. But it's gonna be a process um, that it's gonna literally just happen really organically. And yeah, there may be some quite big jumpy things that happen as well. But again, at the same time, if you can get yourself at peace, you will be guided to the right place, right time. And just know you incarnated down for this. So you have nothing to fear. This is what you came down for. You didn't come this far to come this far. You came down to win. So just know you, you're going to win. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all the senses are being activated as well, right? Everybody senses the dial is going up. So... I know people around me are getting, oh my goodness, my sensitivities are heightening. And then like I'm like a novice and trying to figure it out. Loads of people, are, that's happening to loads and loads of people. So I just want to validate if that's happening to you and you're watching this and you're hearing strange things, you're having weird dreams, you know, whatever it is that you're experiencing, 
it's normal. And it's a bit like being a teenager when you start going through puberty and you start growing all different things that, you know, you first your legs grow and then your chest grows or whatever, you know, you grow it all awkward. When, you're, when your sensory range is growing, it's like you go through the pubescent phase where everything's a bit awkward and clunky and you've got loads of it one minute and then something else is coming up the next minute. Like I've been through that, it's completely normal. And, uh, and just talk about it, be, share with people, and then you will find someone that you may be least expect will be going, you know what, I've been having weird dreams too, or I'm, I understand what you're saying. Oh my God, I can't believe you said that because I wouldn't tell anybody. You know, so if everybody keeps it in, it's like stunting the growth. So I would just say like everything I've been saying this whole talk, get be honest, be real, be open, be transparent, communicate your truth. Because the quicker we do that, it's like that accelerated growth for everybody. Validation for everyone. Oh my God, I feel that way too. So do I, thank God we talked about it. We can be honest with each other. Yes, we can. Wow, happy people, accelerated growth, more love on the planet, more harmony, less separation. And, uh, and yeah, it's going to be very fun, you know, with everybody being telepathic and psychic, because then we have to be really damn honest. Also, when you're sharing, though, guys, there's one of the things that we teach in my program is how to continue a, a relationship with toxic uh, family member. If you have a toxic family member that you don't want to separate from and how you deal with them, there's different ways that you can do that. So I just want to say, do think about when you're sharing again it's back to who's your gang do think about it don't don't like you know don't feed your pain into someone who's going to increase your pain like think think be conscious of, don't and if you always speak to the same person and, and and it doesn't get you anywhere again it's like you know maybe try something different you know um i have empress evolution which is like my free community and girls can find girls in their area and go and talk with them and it's all it's all just the whole free thing it's like find some girls that are like you to talk to and then being able to speak your truth is really, really going to help. But just if, if speaking to a particular person doesn't end well and you've done it over and over, maybe it's time to shift the people that you put your energy into. And it doesn't mean you have to release everybody, but just you can shift your attention and they don't even need to notice. You can just shift your attention and just share the vulnerable things, maybe with people that have more love um, or are more healed themselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't get to even half of my questions, but that's a good thing. <laughs> um, before you go, anything you want to plug, anything you've got coming up, or tell us your websites. Um, as always, I have Self Love Club. So it's a monthly membership with people all over the world who are practicing self-love. You can find that on my website. And it's very, very uh, inexpensive to join and be part of that. And there's... I do lots of um, guided healing journeys with self-love. And self-love for me looks like presence, breathing, decisions, deep self-acknowledgement, self-forgiveness, um, gratitude, inclusion of everything, and, uh, and retrieval, retrieval of all aspects of the self to bring you back home to your innate natural state. So there's that. And also what I'm really excited about is the, the new practitioner training. Because I've been training practitioners since 2017 to be a self-love coach in the I Love You Me method. And I've just, it, right now in the middle of developing that training from a 12 month training to 12 weeks. And it's also professionally certified. And 
there's one that's specifically for, there's like two versions. One is specifically for already trained psychologists, psychiatrists, life coaches, you know, health professionals and, and therapists to, I really believe that having self-love in your tool bag and the how-to, the very, very practical, real, tried, tested, proven steps um, that are ancient, they're age old, recipe for unconditional self-love to have that in your tool bag with everything else is a must-have i believe going forward it's going to be more important than ever like you were saying in the next seven years and how we are we we recreate ourselves we duplicate ourselves we procreate we keep creating that reality from here so in order to experience a different reality we got to update the inner technology we got to update the inner know-how that I know who I am and I know how to exist as myself in harmony with myself and therefore with others. That inner technology is absolutely vital and to not have it, I, I think is really counterproductive. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like trying to run a bigger, better operating system on your computer while you're still running off the same old hard drive or the same old software. You've got to upgrade the internal stuff to get an external outer reality shift. So I think it's massively important for, for therapists, coaches, all kinds of people, even if you're not professionally trained, to just feel like, is that part of your, is that part of your path, part of your own evolution uh, to serve and love yourself and then to love and serve others? And if it is, contact me on the, on the website. And thank you so much, Kate, as well, for inviting us and having this really dynamic, feisty, interesting, uh, juicy conversation. <laughs> totally love it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. And look forward to the next one. Well, we've got one coming up, right, in two weeks. Me and you, yeah, definitely. With your new <laughs> book, that's going to be brilliant. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Yeah, I wanted to say I'm really, really proud of you. I love the fact that you're going to be, you know, training people that are already within that field. I think that's excellent. And again, that goes down to the fact that how we have a whole earth to cover with all the different spectrum of everybody. And so I think that's amazing. I love that. Um, I have a um, well, my website is amelialoveworld.com. Um, and I also have howtobehappy.com, spelt with a letter B, howtobehappy.com. Um, Mainly people can just find me on my Instagram, uh, Amelia Happiness Guru. Um, I have programs that work from literally 30,000 down to $50. So it really just depends on where people are at. Uh, either way, everybody can get this work done. The main thing is that I just wanna make sure everybody can do the work and that's what's key. Um, I do have something coming up that I'll be launching soon, which will be um, a maintenance program so that those that have actually done my work um, can actually have a maintenance program whereby they're actually with a community of women afterwards. I have that for the higher tier coaching programs, but I want to have one that again is very universal. So that will be coming out soon. Um, I also have a free affirmation track so people can just literally download that if they want to straight from my website. And if you have any trouble, just send me a DM on Instagram. I'll tell you how to find it. Um, and anyone can do a free call with me on my CEO. So um, again, you just click the link in my bio on my Instagram if you'd like to have a chat with us to see whether the work is for you. We are for women that really have like 20, 10 cent healing left. Um, the girls that are kind of in a good place but actually feel like there's another level that they want to get to. We, that's what we focus on mainly. 
Um, and that's it really. And it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be here with you ladies. And it's lovely just to see, like I said, we're, we're out here doing what we came down here to do. Yes. yes. And I just want one, one last plug from a book. Actually, Magic is going to be out in two weeks. I'm very, very, very excited. Actually, funnily, or maybe not funnily, but both of you at different times when you were speaking spoke things that were almost your um, metaphor, really. You just said recently about the glasses. I've got that exact same metaphor in the book. <laughs> and then there was something you were saying earlier, Tara, which is like, there's a whole chapter in the book and you just said it exactly how I say it in the chapter so yeah I just love we're all yeah we're all channeling from source I guess we're all channeling from source and so different ways of expressing it but it's ultimately that source energy coming through and that is yeah like you were saying the move out of singularity and into unity consciousness <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you both so much for your time. I love you both very much. <laughs> Thank you. And by the way, can I, I just want to tell your audience if they want to see you on Self Love Talks Live, it, isn't it? I think it's on the 11th of the 11th, 11th of November. Yeah. And yes. it's on my channel, Tara Love Perry. And it will be live at 6 p.m. UK time on the 11 11. So if you, if you want to, yeah. Kate, and it, it's my book launch. Like because gonna... the book comes out that day, so it's the book launch. Exactly. <laughs> and Kay is going to be telling you all about it, and I'm really, really looking forward to uh, hearing about it myself, Kate, totally. So just, I just wanted to let your viewers know that they can hear you talking about that on, the, on live on my channel. Thanks.